Pavo is a professional development platform designed to meet learners where they are by providing engaging learning experiences, peer learning opportunities, and coaching. We don't just teach you new concepts, we help you apply those concepts in your day-to-day -day work life. Welcome to Kavu's 16th Minute Podcast. I'm Rebecca Dobrinsky, the product owner for Kavu's content team and the host of the 16th Minute. At Kavu, we use the term 16th Minute for topics that come up during our 15-minute daily scrum but need more of a discussion. It's a great way to let your team know that you need a bit more clarification on something you're working on or simply need some time to talk through an idea. Let's get this episode 16th minute started. Today's guest is Ethan Summers, the CEO of Fledging. Fledging is a Birmingham, Alabama based business that specializes in consumer electronics with a focus on storage, data transfer, and power delivery. Ethan is also working with Kavu as we develop an on-demand course on Scrum and hardware development. We recently completed a foundational course on supply chain as prereq for the course. 15 years in diverse business operations taught Ethan Summers that while good ideas are easy to come by, all the value is in the implementation. Ethan serves as the CEO at Fledging, a tech startup specializing in consumer electronics. As CEO, Ethan takes calculated risks and continues to disrupt the tech startup landscape. Using Scrum principles, Fledging most recently launched the Spruce Charger, a powerful multi-port desktop charger that gives anyone the power to power their world from a single outlet. Outside of venture, Ethan serves as the president and founder of the Iron City Product Council and runs a nonprofit dedicated to ending food insecurity for children. Ethan, as Aaron Summers, is a sci-fi author with two self-published novels under his belt. He lives in Birmingham, Alabama with his wife, Anne, and their three pups. Welcome, Ethan. Hey, Rebecca. Happy to be here. I'm sure everyone's heard it's a supply chain issue during the recent pandemic and beyond, of course. And I include myself in this. I've been hearing it for months now, every time we order something or there's a delay with somebody uh, getting a product in. And I bet most of us don't really quite understand what that means. So let's begin at the beginning. Generally, what is the supply chain? That's a great question. And that's a big question. The simple definition is that a supply chain is all the stuff and work needed to make something real. One of the big ideas we cover in the course is that it's really a supply system. Every function is totally interdependent on every other function. Really, though, supply chain is just every single thing that happens in a business. If you work for a business, then you work in supply chain. And it doesn't really matter if you work in accounting or marketing or sales or if you're the waiter or the chef. Everyone really works in supply chain. So when people talk about supply chain issues, are they referring to a very specific issue? Or has this become a catch-all for myriad issues that most folks don't want to get in the weeds with explaining the nuances? My hot take here is that it's a catch-all excuse. First, I just don't think people understand what it actually takes to make a business work. There's a classic example of a number two pencil. You need the wood, the paint, the graphite, the metal, the eraser, the manufacturers, the shippers, the store, the customers. And I've simplified that example a lot. So saying it's, quote, a supply chain issue is a lot like saying it's just a business problem. Another way of thinking about it is how everyone blames the world's problems on politics, but isn't everything politics? True. We do get everything blamed on politics. <laughs> you know, you can't throw a stick without hearing about gas prices blamed on whoever is sitting in the White House who has absolutely nothing to do with gas prices. 
but here we are. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, how we managed to, to do this kind of catch all bucket kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, and then in the course we do this too, but we talk about the difference between products and services. So what are products and what are services? That's another great question. And I'll be honest, you're probably going to hear different definitions from different people. Um, My definition is that a product is any physical thing while service is something someone does for you. So a car is a great example. It's a product since it's a physical thing. Meanwhile, that car needs an oil change and that's a service because a mechanic does that for you. Where it can get pretty blurry and also where all the value is created is an understanding that it's not really a divide. It's kind of a false choice, right? Because after all, how long will the car work without an oil change? And isn't oil itself a product you're putting in by using a service to put it into a product? So it sounds more confusing than it really is because people create these kind of artificial boundaries. Mm -hmm. I do want to note that most software or SaaS companies, um, they call themselves product companies. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying I've found it helpful to think of products as stuff and services as uh, things people do. That's interesting because, you know, we talk about SaaS companies all the time in the especially in the startup tech world and it is a service even though they like Kavu is a SaaS company we Mm. have a service where we educate people but we have a product that is this platform so I can see how nebulous those definitions can get I think a a great example there too is the supply chain course we're talking about is that a product because we made this single thing or is it a service because you can log into Kavu and you can receive this education? Is it software as a service? There's some technical differences, but at the end of the day, it's, it's stuff being made to help you. And I think that's mm-hmm. the big takeaway from supply chain. So your company, Fledging, was affected by supply chain issues. Tell me <laughs> <Yeah>. more about <laughs> tell me more about some of the problems you experienced with the Fledging products. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because it's, it's so real. Um, so Fledging Events Premium Consumer Electronics. Our spruce charger is a great example. It's a powerful multi-port charger. It replaces the power strip and five chargers on your desk all in one really attractive and affordable design. Oh, yeah. I love mine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we, we loved making that custom batch for the Kavu team. Um, you can live and work your entire day online pretty much just using spruce. Um, so we built spruce during COVID, and we hit just about every kind of supply chain issue manageable. There were shipping delays, power outages that hit our manufacturer, a chip shortage, paint quality issues, um, rolling brownout, citywide COVID lockdown. I mean, the list is just endless of, of obstacles we were into. And the only way to fix it was to figure out what was really going on and what really mattered. Um, I think modern thought in the 21st century has really been about minimizing cost above all else. Like it was the most important thing to do. That's really a great uh, goal. Um, and then your shipment gets stuck in a container on a ship jam sideways in the Suez Canal. It's like, well, I chose the cheapest option. Um, so it raises tough questions. Should we have paid more for faster air shipping? Um, in that case, yeah, we should have. And we ended up doing that. And that's the reason that we were able to launch this Bruce charger instead of still having it stuck on a boat somewhere. Did you guys really have that stuff stuck on that Suez Canal boat? 100%. Yeah, we were uh, hourly tracking it. And we tried to get stuff flown off, but we couldn't touch the containers. So then we had another batch made that led to a blow-up effect with some double stocking issues it, that the chain really became kind of a broken web pretty quickly. Oh, wow. I remember watching, because that was all over the news for mm-hmm. how long? I mean, it took Weeks. them forever. It felt like to, and I'm sure it was more of a forever for you than it was for us just watching. Mm-hmm. But to watch that that boat get stuck, like I've been to the Panama mm-hmm. Canal, so I've seen the, the kind of process that they mm-hmm. go through. Yeah. I could not imagine what it would take to get a 
a boat stuck at the Panama Canal. Well, that's, that's a great example of how it's a supply system. I think people say supply chain and it makes you think it's this really neat, clean, linear process. It's really this kind of web or ecosystem. One boat got stuck and it shut down the world's supply chain. It's a perfect example of how everything is totally interdependent on everything else. So, you know, we're talking about the Spruce Charger, which is a physical product. And it's pretty easy to understand how a physical product can have supply chain issues, literally sitting on a boat in the Suez Canal. Uh, but how are services reliant on the supply chain? That is absolutely one of my favorite questions, because I think it's where most people think there's not a relationship. They think services aren't part of supply chain. So the easy answer is just to ask yourself, what services can actually happen without physical products? I was thinking of an example about McCallum, but let's go back to the Suez Canal issue. That's a service. They're shipping stuff for me, right? But mm -hmm. a physical product, a boat, got stuck sideways in another physical product, a canal, and then the service of moving the boat through the canal can it happen, so our stuff didn't get delivered. So it's important to remember that services are part of the supply chain. I can't sell any of my spurs chargers unless FedEx provides the service of bringing them to us and then we ship them back out using UPS's service. Um, and then services rely on products to make that happen and products create services which rely on products and so on. And so that cycle just continues. I think one of the things I really learned and got to understand more while we're producing the supply chain course is that it is a web. It's not a go from point A to point B, point B to point C, point C to point D, and then you get where you're going. It is a neural network that mm -hmm. spans so many things that you don't even think about mm -hmm. when you're thinking about, you know, you think about the boat and something's stuck on the boat. You don't think about the domino effect it has mm -hmm. on everything else. No, absolutely. That domino effect and neural network are great ways to think about it because, I mean, the canal example, it, it backlogged all the secondary and tertiary options for getting stuff moved, all the planes were full, um, all the alternate shipping routes were full and crammed with people panicking and we're still feeling the supply consequences of one boat getting stuck. Do you call that a product, a service, a chain? It's much easier to think of as a system. So like we have been kind of hinting at in a couple of these uh, parts of our discussion is mm -hmm. you recently partnered with Kavu to create a Scrum and Hardware on-demand course. Mm -hmm. And for that, we created this foundational course to dive into the supply chain. So I know we've kind of, you know, had a couple of different conversations, but tell me more about your experience creating the supply chain course. Yeah, absolutely. I was sitting in a lunch with Chris, it's Kava's CEO, and he asked me to write a course. And my, my gut reaction was no. I thought there's <laughs> no way in heck that I know enough to start. Um, but it was really surprising and humbling to sit down, just start typing and see how much I learned during my career. Um, and that's actually where I started. We took a prompt, um, you know, how to build a physical product in the post-COVID world. And I just started writing. It became kind of a discovery exercise, right? I didn't know exactly what I wanted to say. I didn't really know how to focus it. Y'all helped me focus it a lot. Um, but that discovery exercise helped me figure out what I knew and what I didn't and what mattered and what didn't. Then the Kavu team helped shape that into a focus course on the fundamentals of supply chain. Um, I used a lot of Scrum principles too. A uh, big one was figuring out my definition of done for the course, mm -hmm. uh, imagining what a customer would need to learn. So really having that empathy to see what their actual problem is versus maybe what they think their problem is. And then of course, building a big backlog of topics to cover since you know as you work through the course, there's a lot of jargon and a lot of first principles that need to be learned. Mm -hmm. The actual recording process was fantastic. I hate 
being on camera. Um, <laughs> but the team made it really easy. The outline we're using for delivering the course is innovative. It teaches people the way they like to learn, small consumable concepts, then a visual example, then a quick exercise to help the user apply the lesson. So it's 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 the opposite of just being lectured at for two hours about a topic that you're just being introduced to. Yeah, that's been um, that's been a really fun thing to do is to help people like you bring these ideas to life and in a way that people really want to interact and go through them. So, you know, selfishly, that's kind of an exciting part of my job. <laughs> and I totally understand hating to be on camera. You mm-hmm. should have heard how long it took for them to convince me to even do this podcast, much less <laughs> have to get on video and introduce Oof. courses. Cause I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. And, you know, so I've even had to overcome my challenge of listening to myself after because mm-hmm. I have to help QA all the stuff that we do. So now I have to worry about that kind of stuff. But you'll have another uh, another bunch of hours pretty soon <laughs> to uh, get some other stuff recorded. So we're excited to get you back in the studio to finish recording the Scrum and Hardware course, too. So uh, I'm excited as well. So we did design the supply chain course as part of the overall hardware curriculum, but who else could benefit from learning more about the fundamentals of supply chain? What I'd say to that is supply chain touches every aspect of all of our lives. So who wouldn't benefit from knowing uh, how supply chain works? If you work at all in a nonprofit, military, medical, healthcare, business, anything, you're part of the supply chain. And if you buy or use anything in the world that someone else had a hand in, then you also participate in the supply chain. So that's everyone. I specifically think anyone trying to build something that can be a business, a nonprofit, or a team, they'd benefit a lot because they would understand how their stuff is made, the challenges that can slow it down, and where the costs actually come from. Plus, the news makes a lot more sense when you begin to understand just how complex our world is. We were talking about gas prices earlier. It's so easy to get pulled into a mental model that you know everything is one zero black white on off and because we live in this web beginning to understand how so many things push and pull on so many other things just makes the news just a lot easier to i'll say at least tolerate i won't say it makes the news fun (laughs) and i I truly believe the next generation of innovation is going to come from people who understand and then and then improve how the world makes stuff and does stuff yeah. And, you know, like we say in Scrum, there's always room for improvement with mm-hmm. our Kaizen and our retrospectives. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that we educate ourselves to help make the world a better place, which ultimately is, I think, all of our goals, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you, Ethan, for joining us. And I'm looking forward to having you back in a few months when we finish the Scrum and Hardware course. Really enjoyed being here. Appreciate the chance to to come chat with you today about the fundamentals of supply chain. So as we wrap this up, thank you all for listening as well. Uh, This is the Incavio 16th Minute Podcast. If you have any questions about the topics we talked about today, email us at creators at kavu.co. If you'd like to learn more about the educational opportunities offered at the Kavu platform, please visit kavu.co. And finally, if you'd like to learn more about Ethan's company, Fledging, visit fledging.tech. That's F-L-E-D-G-I-N-G.tech, where you can also find out more about the Spruce Charger our Kavu team uses to keep our devices charged and ready to go. The 16th Minute is brought to you by our sponsor, Sagayo. 
Start your technology journey and transform your business with Sagayo's innovative business technology services. Visit sagayo.io today. This episode of the Kavu 16th Minute is brought to you by Kavu Benefit Corporation. The 16th Minute is hosted by Rebecca Dobrinsky and is produced by Melissa Blanchard. Audio production is done by Melissa Blanchard and Matteo Antello. The logo was created by Melissa Crochet. And our resident scrum master, Matteo Antello, keeps us all in line so we can bring you these episodes.